Hey guys, my name is Nora Franch and welcome to the podcast, Grateful Blessed Mess, daily reflections for those in the 12 steps. I am a fellow 12-stepper and certified mindset coach, and I am here to introduce you to the value of mindset coaching in your 12-step journey. So if you feel like you are stuck in the steps, if you're slipping and sliding with your abstinence, mindset coaching may help you as it did me, and you can find me at catholicmindsetcoaching.com. These episodes are meant to invite you in to consider the truths of 12-step wisdom and to join in the very real struggle of living them in action. I hope that it feels almost like a mini meeting, and I invite you to contribute your own share on the Grateful Blessedness Facebook group to keep the discussion going. My comments are based on my own experience, so feel free to take what you like and leave the rest. But my hope is to encourage you on your own daily 12-step journey. As they say, you cannot stay clean on yesterday's shower. So without further ado, let's begin. Hey guys, it has been a while since we read from the language of letting go, so that's what we're going to do. Melody Beattie's um, Daily Meditations for Codependence. We're on page 215. It's the reflection for July 31st, letting go of what we want. For those of us who have survived by controlling and surrendering, letting go may not come easily beyond codependency. In recovery, we learn that it is important to identify what we want and need. Where does this concept leave us? With a large but clearly identified package of currently unmet needs and wants, we've taken the risk to stop denying and to start accepting what we want and need. The problem is the need or the want hangs there, unmet. This can be frustrating, painful, annoying, and sometimes obsession-producing place to be. After identifying our needs, there is a next step in getting our wants and needs met. This step is one of the spiritual ironies of recovery. The next step is letting go of our wants and needs after we have taken painstaking steps to identify them. We let them go. We give them up on a mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical level. Sometimes this means we need to give up. It is not always easy to get to this place, but this is usually where we need to go. How often I have denied a want or need, then gone through the steps to identify my needs only to become annoyed, frustrated, and challenged because I don't have what I want and I don't know how to get it. If I then embark on a plan to control or influence getting what I want or need met, I usually make things worse. Searching, trying to control the process, does not work. I must, I have learned to, to my dismay, let go. Sometimes, I even have to go to the point of saying, I don't want it. I realize it's important to me, but I cannot control obtaining that in my life. Now, I don't care anymore if I have it or not. In fact, I'm going to be absolutely happy without it and without any hope of getting it because hoping to get it is making me nuts. The more I hope and try to get it, the more frustrated I feel because I'm not getting it. I don't know why the process works this way. I know only that this is how the process works for me. I have found no way around the concept of letting go. We often can have what we really want and need, or something better. Letting go is part of what we do to get it. Today, I will strive to let go of those wants and needs that are causing me frustration. I will enter them on my goal list, then struggle to let go. 
I will trust God to bring me the desires of my heart in God's time and in God's way. Oh, that moved me quite a bit. And I can think of a very personal experience where that is held true. Um, but yeah, it's one of those like backwards laws of the universe where like if you love someone, you have to let them go <laughs> kind of a thing. And then, you know, they can come back to you if they want kind of a thing. Like if you really love someone, the loving thing to do is to not control them and make them stay with you. <laughs> that Because then that, that is not love. Um. Yeah, if you if you if you want something, you have to be ready to give it away. And it, I have nothing to say. I mean, she said it all. She said it all. I have nothing really more to add here other than identifying with the pain of of doing the work of being someone who wouldn't even identify their thoughts, their needs, their wants and needs. I couldn't even tell you what they were, really unless I was mad that something had happened and I was like, what the heck? Um, definitely could not come up with it in advance. Um, and then having started the work of identifying what we want and need. And I remember early on <laughs> in marriage, you know, I was a very passive person all of my growing up years. And then when things like the dynamic wasn't something that I liked, my first reaction was just to like be a victim. Like, oh, this is just how it is. This is just how it is. This is just how it's going to be. I never thought this would be me. This is so hard. This is so sad. You know, oh my gosh. Wow. I guess this is my life. And then I learned that I can advocate for what I want and ask for it. And that was the hardest thing in the world. It was so hard for me to to say it. I had to like psych myself up. Usually it just got to the point where I was so angry I fired it out instead of it coming from a loving way, which never works. But that was part of my growth process was to finally like say what it is I wanted or or to communicate that I was disappointed, that you let me down. And then like that, I thought that was the summit. I thought I was there. I was like, oh, I'm finally speaking up and advocating for myself. And then when that wasn't met with a kind reception, oh, did I feel entitled to be angry? Because I was like, you have no idea how hard it was for me to say that, <laughs> to speak up, to tell you what I needed. And that, friends, that is a basic human adult skill to be able to say what you need, to be able to speak kindly what is on your mind. Okay. But I wanted kudos. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually spoke up. That means you you have to do it because that was so hard for me. Okay. That did not work. And then I had to get to the point of getting past the anger. And this has taken me years. I'm still in it. But like the specific example that I'm thinking of has taken years to then be like, okay, where the rubber really hit the road for me was when I've advocated for something. Now I'm being brave. I'm speaking up and I'm saying it. And I'm saying it with the full knowledge that it could be rejected and allowing the other person to reject it. Because I know, I'm coming to know that my own goodness does not depend 
on anyone else's response to me. And I think that is where this, that's really loving someone in full freedom. Now, it doesn't mean the other person, you know, rejecting you or not being nice to you is okay. It doesn't, I'm not saying that at all. They have their own issues that they can work through with their higher power. But me, if I don't want to become the villain after feeling like a victim, I have to, in full love and goodness, allow the other person to to say no to my request and to not hate them for that and to do my best to love them anyway. Because I truly deep down believe that, I've said this before, this is Thomas Aquinas, we all choose what we believe to be is in keeping with our greatest good. And so there is some good that the other person is seeking, some security of their own if they hurt or reject another. And so it's not about me when someone does something unkind to me. It's about their wounds. And I'm a work in progress here, but it makes sense and it goes along with this, with what Melody Beattie was saying here, that first we have to identify our wants and needs. And that's huge. If you don't know what they are, I mean, you're, you're like a baby and you'll just start crying and you don't know why. And hopefully someone can recognize your hungry cry from your diaper cry. <laughs> but then after that, we're like that emotional maturity that being an adult is being able to advocate, ask, and then let them go and realize that we can keep moving forward even when certain very good wants and desires go unmet because we can always go to our higher power and sit with him in that. With that, I pass. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you feel that mindset coaching could help you on your 12-step journey, please feel free to reach out and find me at catholicmindsetcoaching.com. This is not a replacement for 12-step work. This is something outside of the 12 steps. It is simply something that has a heart for the 12 steps and those who are in it. And so welcome. If you are here, chances are you may also be a bit of a mess. And I hope that you can learn to find some gratitude in the blessings that have come from your messes.